Welcome to Buccaneers Insider Live, presented by Miller Lite. Casey Phillips here with Scott Smith. And as always, this is where we get to your comments, questions, thoughts, all of that. So if you're not already watching on Facebook, head on over there and leave your questions in the comments section uh, as we give people a chance to uh, start submitting some of their questions. I know we talked a little bit last week about John Lynch and the hopes for the Hall of Fame, and I know I hate to even start the show with this, but uh, I just wanted to... Day, I know, Casey. it was going so well. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on what it is that just seems to keep him from getting in every year, and if maybe they're just wanting the real cool storyline of it being in Tampa next year. Well, you would think him being at the Super Bowl would have been a good enough storyline, and uh, yeah, the weekend didn't really work out all that well for John Lynch. But, I mean, if you're a finalist for the Hall of Fame and you're in the Super Bowl, you're doing well. I mean, I I wish it would at least one of those would have worked out a little better for him. But uh, I don't know, Casey, at this point. I'm obviously biased. Uh, I thought this was a good shot because as I suggested beforehand, I thought there was only one surefire first ballot guy and that was Troy Palomalo. And indeed that was the case. Uh, Steve Atwater for the Broncos made it in. So they picked two safeties and four safe, four or five safeties have gotten in in the last three or four years. So that log jam and that deprivation at the position has sort of been cleared up a little bit. At this point, I, I really don't have a good answer for you. I mean, I think obviously think he's worthy. Um, I don't. I, I feel like he's getting that whole. Well, there's already two players from that incredible defense in the Hall of Fame. How many of them do you want us to put in? The same thing. I think you may have heard the note that <clears throat> John. This was his seventh consecutive year as a finalist, and there have been 14 other people who have had seven straight years as a finalist which obviously means they didn't get in the first six. And 13 of those 14 are now in the Hall of Fame. Uh, The only other one was an offensive lineman for the Dolphins named Bob Kuchenberg. And in his case, there were two other linemen from that great 1970s Dolphins team that were already in the Hall of Fame. And it's considered probably the reason why he didn't make it. And you almost feel bad for him and for John because it's just a matter of timing. I mean, if they're saying, well, we can't have more than two. Well, if John Lynch had been eligible before Derek Brooks and Warren Sapp were in, then that argument wouldn't be held against him, and maybe he'd be in. So I don't know what to do about it, to be honest with you. And next year seems like it will be tough. Tough. There's some big names coming along. That's very unfortunate. Um, All right, we have a question from Rich. He said, other than Jameis, do you think uh, either of our other quarterbacks on the roster could win with the offense that we have? There's just no way to know because Ryan Griffin's thrown, what, four passes in his career? He looks good in the preseason and in training camp and on the practice field every year, so um, possibly. And then Blaine Gabbert, we didn't get to see him hardly at all because he hurt his shoulder pretty early in training camp, and and that was that. Uh, You know, Blaine Gabbert has won some games for Bruce Arians in Arizona, uh, so there's reason to believe he could do so with this talented offense. But let's also point out that he's only on the roster technically right now he's due to become a free agent so for that to even be an issue he'd he'd have to be resigned okay and uh, Frederick asked do you think we'll be getting a new running back I would think absolutely we're getting at least one if not more new running backs Uh, Peyton Barber is a a unrestricted free agent in March so if you want to bring him back that involves another contract and so there's no guarantee there and beyond that really all you have is Ronald Jones who, who did have a good year, and then Dario Gumbawale and TJ Logan, who's basically a return guy. So the, you're going to have, you're going to take five or six or seven running backs to training camp, and it just makes sense to add something there, maybe even, you know, a second-day draft pick or something like that. So I would be certain that there'll be at least one new running back in that group. I know that uh, we always, you know, get asked about Jameis every week now, and again, we don't have any new information, but we have had a few people ask, 
about some of the other quarterbacks that are available as free agents this year. And we've you know, had a lot, of, year. a lot of questions about that. And yeah, a lot of interesting names out there. So um, figured I'd kind of combine a few of the okay. things that people are asking and just ask your thoughts on of those guys, if we were to bring one in, who might potentially fit mm-hmm. the Bucks the best or have the best shot there? Yeah, so the names are gigantic. <laughs> I mean, there's never probably been a potential list of free agents like this. And, and that doesn't mean it's going to be there when we get to March 18th. But think about the fact that Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers, they're all potentially on the market. The only one that I think is certain that will be on the market out of that is Phillip Rivers because the Chargers have made it clear that they're moving on. And so I think he's probably the most likely one. And, and there's some parallels there between, uh, you know, if you look at what Bruce Arians did in Arizona when he got there and they brought they, they didn't really have a quarterback and they brought in Carson Palmer you know he was the longtime good starter for Cincinnati and it kind of ended bad in Cincinnati and he went on to Oakland nothing great happened there and then he came to to Arizona and I don't think when Carson Palmer went to Arizona everybody thought oh my god they just got the answer and this is going to be great but he was great and Philip Rivers has been great for a very very long time last year wasn't his best year and of course like Everybody on this list, he's getting up there in years. But I think there's still something left in the tank there. So I would think he seems like the most likely one. Okay. Um, we've had, a, again, a few questions about the the front seven, especially the defensive <coughs> line part of it. Of We have so many free agents yeah. in that area as we talk about the free agent quarterbacks that are out there that um, the amount of free agents we have on the defensive side is, is really incredible. And um, what would you say are the odds? I, I guess we had a few different people ask about the odds of being able to keep the defensive yeah. line intact the way that yeah. it is. Which is what Bruce Arian said he wanted to do at that final press conference of 2019. Uh, and it's understandable that he would because the front seven of that defense played really well all throughout the year. You know, the secondary sort of was rough early and then good at the end. And then when that all came together, the defense was pretty good. But the front seven, particularly against the run, and also getting 47 sacks, which is the second most that the Bucks have ever had in a season, was good. So, of course, he wants to keep it together. It's just not necessarily going to be easy. I, the odds of keeping it all together, I, I would think, are very low. I, I, I would think it would be very, very difficult to re-sign Shaq Barrett, JPP, and Dominican Sue, Carl Nassib, even the, some of the reserves like Bo Allen, Bo Allen and Raheem Nunez-Rochez. Nacho, we'll just say Nacho, and uh, Sam Macho even. You know, we're going down the list of the reserves, but that's like seven guys. It just doesn't seem realistic to me that we'll be able to keep them all together. But if you take a more, just an overall look at it, I think it's realistic to keep it mostly intact. And, and that would do it. I mean, you know, some of the pieces have to change from year to year. And maybe if you lose one of those guys, maybe second-year player Anthony Nelson gets a bigger role and you fill the gap that way. Uh, obviously, that's the priority, as Bruce Arians also said in that last press conference. He, he really listed – especially Shaq Barrett, obviously, and JPP and, and Dominic and Sue as, like, top three priorities. Okay. Um, Alec asked, what's up with all these mock drafts? Have us taking a D lineman in the first round seems like an O-line yeah. or other position might be a better fit. <clears throat> no, um, I, I don't think that's strange at all, and, and based, based on what I was just saying there. Let, let's just say, um, and I don't want this to happen, but let's just say Dominic and Sue <clears throat> is playing elsewhere next year. Well, then you do, and Bo Allen's also gone, then you do have – an opening there and Vita Vea really had a nice year right and he's just that huge and nimble guy in the middle that clogs up all the lanes and stops the run but what if you put next to him a defensive tackle of the three technique type who really gets to the quarterback well guys like Warren Sapp I mean I'm not gonna compare anybody to Warren Sapp he's a Hall of Famer but even Gerald McCoy in his prime you know if you got a pass rushing 
uh, defensive tackle, if you got a force, a pass rushing force in the middle, and you've got Vita Vea, I mean, my goodness, that can be something special, right? I don't think, it, uh, like, I think the one that I've seen mocked us a lot is South Carolina's Javon Kinlaw. I think that's a, a real nice idea. Now, that being said, as that questioner said, I also, and I think I've said several times, I'm very high on the idea of us using that pick on an offensive lineman. So, and that relates to the next question we had. Jay asked, what do you think is the biggest need <clears throat> in the draft? Well, there's, <laughs> we're going to talk about this a little bit later in another segment, but um, that's going to be dependent quite a bit on what happens in free agency. Right now, I would say offensive line, offensive tackle in particular. But um, if things don't go the way we want them to in free agency, it might be outside linebacker or defensive tackle or even quarterback. So right now I'd say offensive tackle, but that could change drastically. All right, well, that's going to do it for us on this edition of Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. Thanks so much for joining us, and thanks, as always, for those questions. We'll be here every week, again, taking all of those thoughts on free agency and the draft, so come back then.